Hello and welcome to the Filmmakers Podcast. This is part two of our podcast with director Ben Caron, who chats in depth about directing The Crown, his audition for the job, directing the cast and the best way to get great performances from your actors. There are some great and essential tips for when you are on set and a few secrets revealed about season three of The Crown as well. So we're going to jump right back in where we left you in part one. Enjoy. People who don't know, from the very beginning, you get offered the crown and say, we'd like you to come and direct it. And then you're involved with the other directors. I guess on season one, casting? though, Stephen Daldry was the sort of lead director okay. with that. And first I was. Episode uh, or two, wasn't he? He then? did the first two, two. And I really had to fight to get into that, to get make the show. I basically had about three interviews, and the first one went terribly, and the oh, second God. one wasn't so good. Can I and ask then, very quickly? Cause yes. How did it go ter- quickly? How yeah, did what it, happened? You know, how did it go terribly? Uh. Okay. Did you just think it went terribly? Yeah, no, no, I knew it went terribly. I'll tell you, when I tell you the story, you know it went terribly. No, no, I think my, uh, well, I get to what I said at the end. You've got Uh, got some good credits now and you've got uh, some clout. I I imagine you're going in and putting your feet up on the desk and going, yeah, so. I think I came into a (laughs) meeting. I I went into a meeting going, Woo, this is incredible. You know, I, I literally just finished Wallander on the Friday. Yeah, yeah we did go can, bad, you're your right. best mate. Uh, you know, my best mate. <laughs> yeah, We've done this buddy. like 16-week shoot in the yeah. rain. It yeah. was fucking exhausting. But they then said were you they, high? They, uh, <laughs> a little bit. Then uh, high from just, you know, working yeah, the weekend. Like, yeah, yeah. And then they sent me all 10 scripts over the, you know, the weekend. And you're like, oh, oh, okay, Jesus. fine, let's read all this. Yeah. Came in on the Monday and it was that last week before Christmas. And, and I sort of, and I just thought I was going to go in the room to maybe meet Stephen mm-hmm. or maybe, you know, the producer. Yeah. And I walked in there were 20 people in this room shit Ooh. 20 people right? wow. all around in a big sort of boardroom oh god so you're not like literally any of this no no none of this yeah. expecting alan sugar and this to is like 10, <laughs> yeah 10 and a little chair at the end me sitting there you know and sort of who is everyone you know yeah. and they were like you know there were uh stephen hadn't arrived yet but philip martin was there his assistant how do you make you- small talk to, with 20 people <laughs> Well, you don't. Yeah, <laughs> you just sort of sit there waiting for someone to arrive. Andrew, Andrew Eaton, the producers there, and his other execs were there, and I was sort of going right. And so, half an hour later, Stephen sort of turns up, and he yeah. kind what, of. Sit- how are you feeling at half an hour? Looking out the window, it's a nice view out the window. You've got a great view out the window across some pools and stuff right? like that. No, no, I mean, we, uh, yeah, I, I mean, true. Andy sort of came up, I went out to the toilet, came back, you know, <laughs> I mean, the, you know, sort of that. anything. Took the phone, uh, you know, looked look at the, the scripts again, looked at my yeah. notes, like, okay, fine. <sighs> yeah, and then, <laughs> then Stephen comes in, sits down, he's like, I'm sick. And then he doesn't say a word for the entire meeting, and and then oh. I'm, and then everyone's like, right, okay, so what do you make of the scripts? I'm like, yeah, they're, they're you know they're incredible, yeah. they're amazing, you know, this is like the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. And then and then I and then one of the execs who's not on the show anymore, uh, not for this, but uh, <laughs> just, it was just uh, basically started to grill me like I was back at university or at, you know at school doing yeah. you know compare and contrast with all the different <laughs> oh, scripts. Shit. And meanwhile, you know, all these other nineteen people are just seeing this uh you know there's like and i'm like listen i'm really really sorry okay i mean i've read all of them they're brilliant you've seen my work if you i can't give you a complete in-depth script analysis right now here in the room i didn't think that's what this meeting was about um so that was obviously a little bit awkward yeah and then did you get a vibe that was kind of oh yeah it was a you know like i I could i wasn't prepared enough to answer that properly so i felt slightly out of my depth there and then there were questions about you know how would you approach it we know how much would you do in location how much you do on set so i could sort of answer that and you know where i thought how you bind this together and make it sort of feel like these are real places Mm. um 
But it was all very low key and down. And, and then I think probably after about 20 minutes ago, I said, I, and I definitely said this because Andrew Reese told me about this recently, but he went, uh, I went, I don't really understand. You've got one, you know, you've got one of the greatest shows, the greatest scripts, uh, that, that's out there at the moment. And, and I feel like I'm at a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, it was like brilliant. deadly silence literally deadly yeah. silence. Deadly silence. And, 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 and then Andrew sort of popped up and said, oh no no it's just been it's just been a really tough week everyone's really tired it's up to Christmas I'm really really sorry no no we're all literally we, you know we love the show we want to make it I was like okay yeah. fine and then just got up and walked out so that was kind of so you were Christmas. like done, done yeah, yeah. Well, not, not gonna not done. I just thought well it'd be amazing if they offered that to me and they, and they didn't and then, <laughs> and then I went, you know then we went out to South Africa and I did that experience which we talked about yeah. uh, and then came back in April and Andy produced like no no we, uh, come back come back I want you to be, Stephen and Stephen Dolger and Peter Morgan they want to meet you again or I've been pushing it pushing it so we I turned up on a Friday afternoon they're not shooting yet are they or, or? they have they've been shooting a bit I think they've started so uh, yeah I think they've yeah they've cast a bit of it yeah they've yeah. cast uh, Claire yeah um, and they were sort of looking at some camera tests and stuff like that right and it was Friday afternoon and I knew you know they were going to be tired right I wasn't going to go through yeah, that again so I turned up with cookies nice. and coffee good clever. and I went in and it was true I went in and for 20 people no no for three people this time. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, for just yeah. for basically the execs so just Stephen Dolger and Peter Morgan and they were kind of like laid out on the on the sofa like that yeah. and I was like right before we start Here's some cookies. Mm-hmm. Have some coffee. And then, that's, that's probably uh, the best bit of advice I've heard on any of these any podcasts of these we've done. Yeah, like, yeah. And and they smiled because they knew exactly what was going on, and they sort of stood up, you know, sat up, and when we just talked about this time, I had two episodes that they, they'd sent me to consider, and so we could talk a bit more in depth about that. And and I thought, okay, that went well. And then we came out, and then uh, then the producer phoned me up. And was like, right, we definitely want to offer you offer you one episode, episode yeah. um, seven. And uh, but would you consider co-directing uh, one episode with Stephen Daldry? How did that work? Wow. Well, I don't know. It didn't really happen, to be honest with you, because yeah. you got so. Did they but, propose a way? Well, they proposed it, and I and I thought, okay, that's really interesting. A bit though, you were asking earlier, when do you ever get the chance to work with other directors? Sure, yeah. And putting like forgetting the ego, like why would you? You know, and actually, the whole thing about the show was it was all meant to be. It was very collaborative, but it was all you know. Subsequently, I've shot scenes for Stephen. Stephen shot scenes for me. So sure, it was very okay. much meant to be all sort of three, four directors there discussing, working together, not just sort of going off and doing their own thing yeah so i was like well yeah why not well you know it would be great to to work with him and then and and maybe learn some things along the way what transpired was he got so caught up doing the first two which you know inevitably when you're doing an opening block of a new show things you have to go back and reshoot stuff stuff gets rewritten so it that shoot ended up becoming quite elongated yeah and and i started and and i guess everyone was so distracted with, <laughs> with that two, yeah. I just sort of just got in and just got getting on with it and then by the time they'd all come around what's going on here I've probably yeah. shot most of it <laughs> <laughs> and what the hell have you done yeah, yeah so we never really actually this? we never really co-directed although he he, he was all you know I was all on the phone to him he was you know a real sort of help and mental you know through yeah. that and he he sort of gave me he's quite naughty Stephen he, you know because he comes from theatre and mm. films yeah. and bear in mind I've come from television where you know you're really it's drummed into you to sort of shoot 
you know, this within this time. Yeah, and schedule, shoot, schedule, schedule, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. schedule, schedule, shoot the script, shoot the script, shoot the yeah. script. And what he gave me the permission to was to not to completely ignore that, mm. but to uh, to sort of find to look at the spaces around the script and to encourage. Well, certainly, he did it. He demonstrated it and to encourage me to kind of go looking for those. And uh, and and that was one of the greatest things, I guess, he gave me. So on so on the crown, you know the. Uh, Peter Morgan really encourages the directors to find um, some of the colour around some of the sort of the whether the two-handers or the you know yeah. the, the, mm. the two people talking in a room. So is that the warmth? Because sometimes I feel this. Yeah, it yeah. feels like exactly as written. Yeah, it's, it's just cold, two people yeah. talking in a room. But there's always like a there's there's something like they make make one like you know. Philip interacts with Charles or something. They give yeah. it a little to make you to remind you. Oh yeah, yeah they're parents too. That kind of stuff. And yeah, and I think the... it's important not to go too too much of that. You know, it's sort sure, of how yeah. much vinegar, how much champagne. Mm, yeah, where yeah. where is the sort of pebble in the shoe? And I think that's really really important. Otherwise, it can become too much sort of soap operatic and yeah. melodrama. Mm-hmm. So I think you have to be really really careful about where you where you sort of allow that to 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 show itself. And when it does, it's actually really satisfying because yeah. you know it's been brewing brewing, and then yeah. you go, oh god, they're real people. You know, yes, they're not yeah. just sort of. Uh, it's just a touch of it, and then you move on. Yeah, yeah, they're mortals. They're not just sort of gods, um, but I think so, so. So that so that was yeah. So I ended up doing um, assassins and scientia est, which was yeah. those two. And then uh, great experiences, all good and loved as a it. whole. Yeah, loved it. I mean, I had John Lithgow, and, yeah. you know, yeah. Stephen Delane, who you know, just. Uh, I mean, I remember watching. Uh, is it Harry and the Hendersons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With him in it, you know, yeah. put, put, and so for him to come over and and you know to work with those two really classy actors. Um, I remember, um, there's a load of anecdotes. You can edit all these out when you want. No, but when, when we came to, uh, so obviously John was, John was cast. That was Nina Gold, you know, the most amazing casting yeah, director. Yeah. Sort of thought that John Lithgow could come and play Churchill, you know, a sort of American coming over here, six foot four American coming over and playing Churchill was, you know, is remarkable thinking to do that. And he, and he completely smashed it. He did. He was very good. Um, very and, good. and then I, and then I had to cast Sutherland and I'd love Stephen Delane. You know, I'd loved him from the tunnel and lots of other mm-hmm. shows he'd done. And so, uh, and John, was really really excited about working with Stephen. He was oh I think he's a fine a brilliant brilliant actor yeah. and then when I spoke to Stephen uh, uh, on the phone uh, we were going to have a little read through in, in about a week's time and I said look Stephen just so you know John's a really big fan of yours um, <laughs> I think you should maybe just play it a bit cool and don't go you know don't be all too sort of friendly because I think part of your role in this in this episode is about coming in and being slightly an assassin even though at yeah. some point you do have a connection but I think let's just see anyway and he was like oh, that's really interesting anyway just left at that nothing more than that yeah. and then we uh, we had a read through and and there's another one those bloody rooms was we had you know it was me Peter <laughs> Morgan like well lots of people I, like, I don't hate lots of people watching you in your early work that's yeah, what I really yeah, don't like yeah, I feel I very and, and judged maybe slightly judged yeah. and I feel that it, it can slightly uh, hinder well, I'm saying that permission to fail, make a dick of yourself yes. because yeah, you're really yeah, good yeah. judge. So, but anyway, it was a re- it was a read through, or it was meant to be read through. So Peter Morgan was there, and Stephen was coming in. John was in the room. Andy, Stephen Doldy was there. You know, it was probably about I don't know ten, twelve people there. And then Stephen was sort of five minutes late. Turned, walked in, sort of sat down. And I was like, right, okay, so let's start. Um, why don't we just start with let's just talk through the episode to begin mm-hmm. with. And then Stephen went, oh, actually, no, Ben, I just thought it was going to be you, me, and John doing a you know reading you know, mm, doing a rehearsal. Right. Okay. 
Um, well, that yeah, we can make that happen. So, um, so would everyone else mind leaving the room, please, while John and I and St- you know Stephen and I see. So I've now asked the showrunner wow. Peter Morgan, and wow. you know the, the executive producer now leave the room, yeah. uh, and uh, you know they all sort of got up, but they did, they, they actually did, and they left the room, and we sort of went through stuff, you know, caused a few ruptures, Indeed. but I think it was an important rupture because actually I need to earn the respect of these actors, and in yeah. that one moment there it may You're have been for them big time, yeah, yeah, you know whether. Peter was mildly upset, but actually probably got over it in a moment. And then when I tried to explain it to him, he sort of got on board with that. And then when we started shooting, again, Stephen came in and he was very, you know, very offish with John. And and until sort of much, much later when there's a moment where they're bonding about um, a loss of a child, yes. that moment there, he suddenly yeah. started warming and it all changed. And now, and now they're best of friends. And Stephen's, you know, John's been to Stephen's house in Amazing. South Francis and all that. So, that's um, so, nice. so I think those kind of things i'm interested in you know i think um ken loach does that a lot you know he finds um uh he loves surprising actors you know Mm. to play shock as an actor is quite challenging so you know when he he did that film um the one eric uh is eric uh, Cantor about eric Cantor. looking for eric looking for eric yeah yeah. the actor was told look we haven't got eric Cantor. uh we can't afford him but we've got a look like here he is you meet him something like that the the actor i can't remember his name really sorry but he he's a massive man you fan massive Massive yeah yeah and the first scene they shot which is a bit later in the film is where i think he's in his bedroom and he's smoking and he has this sort of epiphany and and eric Cantor turns up so of course they had the real eric Cantor hiding behind a a curtain and then they start shooting on him and then Eric Cantona is suddenly in his room and you see real genuine shock in that moment and I think that as a as a filmmaker though I'm interested in in where possible and you need to you need to explain that to your actors beforehand this is the sort of things that could happen yep. and to be open to that and be receptive of it and just enjoy it and if it doesn't work it doesn't matter but we you know why not we can and try these things out it's like when you're setting off I've found this on the recent feature and it's like when you set off squibs or stuff like that mm. on fanged um, up yes on fanged yeah. up yeah. and I don't know why I didn't name check it why, I know, why, why didn't this, I you know, mysterious you. project that we yeah well, thank you I'm girls. just here to basically plug your films yeah. is that what's going on yes absolutely yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. you've done it <laughs> 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 right <in that> situation. <laughs> on the motion picture fanged up which yeah. is out in April maybe May um, I don't know when uh, um, but uh, it's when you tell actors that a script's going to go off and you can see them almost their eyes flinching and it's like yeah. and you're like shit don't t- tell them something else but yeah. when it's, it's the whole when do you cross the line of is it safe to tell you know that kind of thing I, I regret telling them or giving them too much information sometimes yeah. Yeah. you can't it's when like this is going to happen act surprised yeah. Yeah. you can never really take it back yeah. no matter how good an actor you are and, and you've got to be smart you've got to be, you've got to be uh, safe doing this stuff you know mm. I think that that's also I mean I know there was another scene in that film where they were sitting around doing a scene and all the sort of police armed police sort of charged and they didn't know that was going to happen and so suddenly everyone was sort of yeah. jumping around but yeah. I think so you've got to make sure that it's you're not going to put an actor in a situation where they could generally hurt Actually, yes so yeah. that, that wouldn't be a good thing to talking do talking to Ridley Scott earlier the scene in Aliens where he, he comes out of um, his yeah. stomach as yeah. well yeah. apparently the actors didn't know that was going to happen wow. so their reactions are genuine wow. yes. what the fuck is yeah, well, that that's, and that's, that's where that's great yeah, yeah. yeah. that's, that's where his multi-cam thing works yeah. really well because yeah, you can get indeed. everyone's you know yeah how planned are you before you go in in terms of your shots have you sort of gone well this is what I'd like to do and when I'm there you change it up so one season two there's an episode called Beryl which is where uh, it's number four of season two which is where Margaret meets um, Tony Armstrong Jones who becomes Lord Snowden 
Um, Blow Up was one of my sort of favourite films, the Antonioni film, and and as he was sort of a photographer, and uh, you know, Snow was a photographer, and there was something about the the rakishness of that sort of that that performance and that film, and a sort of slightly uneasiness. And what I loved about it was that that. It was from that era. It was from that period, mm. and the way they sort of shot it was very unconventional at the time. Um, and part of, I think, part of our job with the Crown is to sort of evolve it through the it, through the years without it sort of feeling like you're being whacked around the head. You suddenly got the Beatles running down the road. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. I was interested in sort of slightly. I think. I think. Beryl is my sort of slightly uh, new wave art house little sort of version of that of of the crown mm. because I was sort of outside of the palace and I could go with yes. Margaret and take her into yeah. a world of Tony's world and and so we were looking at sort of making stuff a bit more angular and less um, less sort of um, you know composed and and sort of straight down the middle yeah. actually looking to sort of break up that just to show the contrast with you know with the with the palace. Yeah. Um, there's always there's always little um, moments that I'm intrigued by as a sort of motif. So in one of there's a moment where he's in a coffee shop and he's um, he's playing with a sugar cube and he sort of dips it into the coffee and the and the sort of coffee kind of just takes over and, and it sort of all goes black. And that that was from a I think I'd seen that in a film called Three Colors Blue. Yes, and, I know the and, shop. Yeah. And she in that scene there, she's yeah. doing it because she's sort of just distracted, not interested in what this this ex lover has come to say. And so she's sort of, sort of playing around with this sort of sugar cube and it's almost he that you know that it's about her internalizing in you as a, as an audience watching that. And I when I saw that I was like that's a really nice idea for what sort of Alzheimer's is and that sort of coming across. So that so that's one instance of like okay uh, it, the scene was in the coffee shop but how you know talking to Ken look I'm interested in this can you do this and he's like yeah, yeah of course great so that as a for me that's a moment where you know the image says more than a thousand words and I guess in the crown that that carried on uh but more sometimes in maybe uh mannerisms so i remember asking we have a consultant who used to work in the palace mm. and i was trying to find out what are what are the you know what, what are the queen's um mannerisms what are the things that you know she does and mm, what are them yeah i yeah. mean the playing with the pearls is one of the things like that right. um and also, the, she, he said he, she used to sort of bang um, a letter opener, you know, sort of on the table, just sort of tapping it as a, right. as a as a little foible or something like that. And I was, I, and I was like, oh, that's really interesting. So there was this scene where Lassels <clears throat> comes to see the Queen Elizabeth, and uh, and he's already sort of riled her. She's basically asked for her. She wants this press secretary that's actually second in line, and he's basically said, no, that's not possible. You have to have the first in line. That's how it works. As the air, there's a spare, and you can't yeah. disrupt the system. Yes. The moustaches say what you should do, and that's how it goes. Yeah. And so he comes into the room, and I was like, Claire, you know, why don't you just sort of just be tapping this up and down? And it was like, and it, for me, it was like a sort of little bit of grit of of you know of her well. underneath her because obviously she yeah tension mm. that and the, the sort of sound of it, but also kind of express her anger her frustration annoyance at him without actually sort of necessarily doing that in a performance way but sort of doing that with a you know a little sort of knife on the table yeah, yeah. um then there i don't know then other stuff is um so going back to beryl when uh snowden turns up uh, sorry when margaret turns up at the studio Tony, which uh, is played by matthew good exactly Tony, matthew yeah. good and vanessa, vanessa kirby. kirby brilliant and so he uh, in the script it was you know he turns up has a photo uh, takes a photograph and they go upstairs and, and talk 
I was interested in, I'd, I'd read something where he used to keep his subjects waiting for an hour before, uh, you know, before taking the photograph, just to sort of put them off kilter. And I yeah. thought that was a really lovely idea to sort of strip away the princess of, mm. of Margaret and for these two kind of cats to start playing games with yeah. each other. And so so that wasn't, so then, I, you know, we started shooting and I was like, you know, to so the AD, we're going to just do this first before we get into the script. He's like, okay, fine. So by lunchtime, we were still shooting this upstairs and downstairs <laughs> bit and the producer's like, are we going to shoot the script today? But but in actually, but they'd seen what we've been doing and, right. and thankfully they're, you know, they're, they're proper supportive producer and gone, look, that's brilliant. And, and that was one of the scenes which when Peter sort of brought in the people from Netflix, you know, rather than sort of showing them all the dialogue scenes, he was like, look, this is what we're doing now. You know, we're sort of playing with, yeah. uh, you know, sequences that have no words at all, but sort of setting up much more about the character than we could. And, and that's amazing. Um, and that was you coming up with that from something you'd learned. I love that. Yeah, but that, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, and, and also the scenes where she comes back and she's sort of dancing and yeah. the, all yeah. that wasn't really in there. And that was sort of just a way of expressing her kind of rage and then her happiness mm. and bringing, and a way for me to bring sort of um, commercial music in into the crowd because they hadn't yeah. really they hadn't really it's done that Zimmer, before true. yeah Greg the Zimmer, Zimmer. Yeah. you know that, that is, it again probably adds to the, the filmic feel but where I think it's Zimmer's this main theme and Gregson Williams is yeah I love Rupert so coming back to that sort of question then about how much preparation you put into it and how much you then change on the day yeah mm. I, I think one of the things I would really encourage directors to do more is not is yes think about the shots think about your the the flow the energy through the whole film and where you might need more shots because you need to make it pacey mm. other stuff that you can sort of sit down and, and sit those are all big big important questions to ask but I also think that you be prepared in terms of what notes you were going to give to the actors and I, and I mean that in a way that you're yeah. just saying okay where have you been where are you going to but also in the scene itself what do you want how are you going to get it yeah. how are you going to make the other person feel and then and then a way of uh, maybe two or three different ways of maybe approaching that so actually once you've shot the scene you know and you're close one way then you've got other suggestions to, to play with that I mean they, they will already come to you know to their prepare themselves but I think it's just for you yeah. to think about well, how else can this scene because <clears throat> there are many, many ways to play a scene. Yes, uh, and, you know, I know yeah. someone might sit down and go, I want this scene to be played exactly like that. Now, I, that's amazing. And if they can really do that, I, I think I'm probably a bit more of a instinctual director and sort of trying to find the nice. trying to try not to, well, trying to allow it to be the best it can by encouraging people to sort of do try different things out. You know what you don't want. Yeah. Just, but what you do want, it could be this, it could be that. It could sort of, you know, I think that's. Yeah. that's but when you're working with someone, as you work with such high talent they're yeah. obviously bringing their own stuff anyway and they already know the characters so well especially when you know towards the yeah, end of the I second still, season yeah but, but you, i still think actors really want to be directed yeah yeah agreed. i really want the thing to do and, yeah. and i think it let, i mean again it goes back to trust but um no matter who it is whether it's you know the, kenneth Branagh, for instance, well, okay the yeah. first thing he said to me when i met him was you know that you are directing these films mm-hmm. i am i am i'm an actor in it i don't, I don't want to be directing it this is you you have got to be the director on that so that you know that was a lovely thing to say yeah, definitely. To not go, does he ever does he ever sort of you know is it ever like you sure you don't want to because or, or you sure don't want to push yeah. it a bit closer or yeah. Because um, in a, in a helpful way, because yeah. another, it's great to have another. I mean, director on set. I've had, yeah, I've had first ads. It might have been yes. I'm sure there were a couple of times yeah. that, that that came up, and and because uh, sometimes that can come from your DOP or absolutely, from him. yeah, yeah, first, for sure, yeah, yeah. definitely. I've, it's hard when it's not a good idea. That's a great idea. That's generally from a producer. Yeah. I've always, I always, I always find I like when an actor has directed because they understand 
why you're doing yeah. you know why you're changing lens yeah, or something yeah. or you know it's quite nice if they've played in that arena it really degree. does make a difference and that's an important thing to talk to about when you're changing lens you know you, you think uh, about you know the great ones can moderate their performance to the lens yeah. size mm-hmm. and i think yeah that, they'll, they'll move less based on what lens you they hear yeah, yeah. an 80 or, or 100 yeah. now so obviously now you're doing season three yeah and you're now heavily involved Talk yes, well, you're the main man. You're now. the main. Uh, so the showrunner, sort of, or the no, no, lead I think, director. I think Peter Morg is the showrunner. Okay. Uh, I guess yeah. they would, uh, they would say lead director, okay. or yeah. I mean, I, my my responsibility is to do the first, uh, the first four episodes of season three. Is that a lot of pressure? Um, is that a pressure thing at the moment, or I is mean, it just exciting? Well, I was going to do two, and then I got a bit grabby, and I thought, well, <laughs> you uh, know what's going to happen you know, now. Yeah, yeah. yeah co director something. Like, oh, I'm just doing the first two now. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, can you come and pick this up, please? Uh, and and they very kindly made me the executive producer, so I have a sort of slightly bigger uh, responsibility in terms of you know hiring uh, heads of department mm-hmm, and yeah. and sort of you know the the working with the script team and uh, and then also the, the whole casting process. So yeah. you know. So so far, we've obviously got the most amazing Olivia uh, Coleman. Coleman. Yeah. We've got Helena Bonham Carter, which is yeah. just about to be done. So those two, are, you know, I mean, I'd pay a lot of money to see those two I, on I'm screen. I'm so excited already. And we wait. are, you know, we're getting close to Phillips. We're getting close to... Are you allowed to, to say who? Of course, of course not. not. <laughs> I mean, normally I'm terrible in these sort of things. But I feel like they, I, I feel now an executive producer. Actually, yeah, I actually, yeah. should not be yeah. so reckless anymore. Yeah. You've but, learned um, to play the game, now, um, so yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a few people that sort of been around. One of them you might have been in here to see, but then oh. couldn't quite do it. Um, oh. Who would have been? Uh, who would have oh, been brilliant? But he just suddenly just he had other commitment, so it just didn't work. So, so yeah, he would have been. That wouldn't be too hard to work. <laughs> he would have uh, been a big fan and we're obviously trying to find uh, Harold Wilson who's the kind of the first mm-hmm. Labour yeah. Prime Minister that comes in it's very much season three his whole, his whole sort of uh, arriving and then sort of departing Giles would make a good Harold Wilson I know he's not really <laughs> acting not really anymore. old enough but Make method it, yeah, just make saying it, do you know what Howard Wilson looks like no <laughs> uh, I kind of vaguely I appreciate I mean, that in some yeah. weird way like Giles yeah like this yeah. no yeah. <laughs> I don't know like that you've seen uh, Gary Oldman as Churchill yeah I haven't, do you know what I haven't actually watched the oh, it's amazing I, I feel amazing. I feel a bit conflicted because I was yeah, uh, working sure. with John yeah. I feel, but I will, I will go there were so many it, Churchills uh, last year there was like three or four wasn't there big ones and everyone said they were all great as well I think Brian Cox was weird oh it's because it was the 50th anniversary or it was an anniversary yeah. so maybe crown i think was separate to that but yeah. the others were anniversaries yeah. um it's how how different is that for you then to to go from like just directing episodes and coming into suddenly now exec producing and sort of i don't really know what i asked them for a job description and they wouldn't give me one right you're just, uh, so just, I'm just involved like, in like everything else you get just, emails i just work it out as we go along <laughs> yeah. right uh, yeah. I, I think um yeah, you get to sit in a few more meetings, I suppose. Right. So you now get your, more, you, you're yeah. one of those twenty people now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you sit there. Yeah. And take that director coming in for episode six. <laughs> yeah, gonna, it's payback. <laughs> yeah. Payback. Going to yeah. sit there and fall asleep. Where's my coffee? Yeah. Where's my donuts? Yeah. Compare yeah. and contrast all three seasons yeah, so far. Absolutely. Um, you can now come in and say I'm sick and not say a word if you want to. That would, try. The, yeah, I could, try. You could try that, that. Or yeah. I could go everyone out. Yes. And let me just talk to the director. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that would be a nice thing that to do. Would be exciting. It? Yeah. Um, when do you start shooting? 
We start in July, it's the 2nd of July, and it goes through until like March, I think, or something like that. Holy so, shit. Yeah, no, we, it's that's actually... nine months. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's all, and some of that's double banking as well, um, towards the end. It's actually impossible. Double banking for the, for oh, the listener meaning? Uh, yeah, uh, listener, double banking I'd means... Like basically, listener. Basically, two, no, so two <laughs> units, two directors out shooting at the same time. Ah, oh, I see. Yeah. Um, because it's actually impossible to make this show in a year. There's just yeah. not enough time. Um, and we were actually taking a year off this year, so it's not coming out in December this year or, or November. It's coming out next year in 2019. 19. Yeah. So we start shooting in July, sort of go through till March, do all the post-production, deliver that, uh, you know, all that gets delivered in September. And then the season four starts a month later oh, and we sure. go all, yeah. And so, you're involved in that as well. Well, I maybe? think... I, I, uh, Depends how well you do. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that's actually what I keep saying. It's right, like, yeah. Let's like, not... Shit, uh, yeah, better let's answer those emails. And then see if you're still yeah, in yeah, love yeah. with me and then we can do that but um uh but yes it's huge huge undertaking one of the things i uh you know we've gone through the whole story and like when you're back doing sort of hollyoaks or skins you're having sort of these huge uh not discussions and trying Mm -hmm. to encourage your line producer to give me one cherry picker that has one light that lights a room and then i I remember we were shooting down at wilton house in salisbury and i came outside to sort of get some fresh air and there must have been about 40 (laughs) of these huge sort of cherry i mean not even cherry but like huge cranes yeah and just having that one moment of like looking out going wow that's amazing i I mean yeah well no i mean it's not not really it doesn't nothing changes nothing changes at all right it just it's a bigger room Mm -hmm. yeah with more lights, yep. with more extras, but essentially you have two, you know, normally two people talking to each other. Yeah. So that yeah, it's more it people for lunch. There's just more, yeah, yeah, exactly. more people, yeah, more people outside the room that you're shooting in. Yeah. But that's yeah. yeah. That's yeah. great. Ultimately, so it never changes. So basically, I've got to wait till next year, so 2019. I don't think I'll wait that long. I'm going to have to come to set. You can, by all means, you're welcome. Both of you are welcome anytime. Thank you. We could put you, we could put you in it. Yeah, exactly. You could yeah. be in... Go on, I could uh, be Howard Wilson. Uh, wait, what be... <laughs> <laughs> Let me come back to you on that. Yeah, okay, well, this, it's that. now we yeah. are going to put this into the podcast. Okay. So you've now committed yourself to this. Right, I haven't so. signed anything. That's very true. I yes. think it's verbal. Verbal agreement. Verbal arrangement. Okay, very good. Um, ben, this has been amazing. There's yeah. so much information. I'm going to, have to put this into two parts. I'm really, really sorry. No, no don't do that. No, oh, no, 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 no. It's, it's a two-parter. It's a two-parter for, sure. for sure. There's so much good let's stuff. Keep, let's make a three-parter. Let's keep going. Yes, yeah. Let's hey, uh, 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 don't get greedy. When you bring me um, donuts and uh, coffees, I'll, I'll let you know. We're getting a lot of good feedback on our two-parters. We are. We Very are good. getting so, a lot of good yeah, feedback. We're keep them coming. And this is a two-parter. Where can people follow you online? Have you got social media following? Because That's very nice. Uh, I, I, Sexy pics anywhere? <laughs> well, I, I deleted all of those. Yeah, you have to now. I, I don't know. I'm not really online. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. really do these either. No. Uh, but obviously, I love you, Giles. And so, I now love appreciate Thank you. Thank you. So, I um, love you too. But uh, I, no, I kind of hide in the shadows, hence why mm. being behind the camera. And also, this is going to sound really like old and like that. But um, <laughs> it just takes up too much time. Yeah, yeah. I'd argue you don't need it. It either. does. I, I, you don't yeah, need you to. don't need to at the moment. Because well, everyone knows what you're doing. Yeah, that's nice. Well, my mum knows what I'm doing, you know. Yeah. That's and that's all the stuff But um, So you can't actually follow Ben online anywhere? I've got, actually, I've got an Instagram thing. Oh, great. What will uh, you find on Instagram? Kind of, what, what kind of stuff do you do? From, I, I don't really do it. Someone else does it. Uh, we have to say that. That's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> my sister does it for me. But the, yeah, That's uh, so cool. But only because uh, I just don't want to get lost in it again. I find the whole thing. Like, yeah, I take pictures yeah. on set. It's making us all work, right? Yeah, Apart sure, from. Yeah. 
one picture. I've never put a selfie on there. Maybe it's about, it's time. about time. I have just put one on when there. When we go, when we're on set uh, with you, we'll yeah, get a selfie. No, no, there's one that's gone up. Because I was when, when we were at the ah, Golden Globes. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, uh, we went to an after, an after party at the uh, Seth Meyers after party. Um, nice. Mariah, Mariah Carey was there, who is the biggest Crown fan ever. I was wondering wow. we were going to say them for a second, but it's all professional. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and I went running after her and, and she was sort of leaving and I had that rather embarrassing sort of moment of, Mariah and then her kind of henchman sort of stepping in the way thinking this is some crazed fan and I thought oh, I'm going to lose all my dignity now and I went Mariah I direct the crown right? and she sort of she stopped like literally stopped froze and yeah. then sort of turned I and mean, this is 3.30 in the morning but anyway turned round in sort of slow motion and then kind of parted her entourage and she sort of went I love the crowd. Like that. <laughs> oh, and then for like 10 minutes, well, like for stunning. 20 minutes, she auditioned to me in, in English sort of English accent uh, RP. Amazing. Mm. Didn't break at all. Wow. And was like, you know, basically wants to be in the crown. And, uh-huh. and, and I think I offered her a part in the crown. As Diana. Not, one second, not our parts. No, yeah, not your not, parts. Not no, no, no. I think uh, we have, we're, we're in discussions about what Seriously, that she could, could actually be well, in it. I think, no, this is ridiculous. Spoiler. Uh, uh, so I, what I said to her is you could be in it, but no one can know you're in it oh yeah clever <laughs> so in Sherlock I put Paul Weller in the last episode of Sherlock and no one knows that he's in that he's, he's a uh, he's a Viking that's passed out on the floor when it sort of does this like 360 spin <laughs> at the room and, and because uh, Paul I'm going I'm going well, no, 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 it's great. Paul it's Weller and Martin Freeman are best friends they have a, Ooh, a right. complete mutual respect for each other uh, Martin loves him loves his music and, similar and, haircuts and, yeah. and I, yeah. I saw Paul in my <laughs> local menswear shop Right, it's called Tonic on Portobello Road, nice. and he had his own uh, sort of clothing range coming out. And I think I was talking to Phil, who runs the shop, and I was like, "I'm doing Sherlock." And mm. Paul went, "Oh yeah, I love that Sherlock. Martin's a good mate of mine." And he doesn't talk like that at all. Let me just do that. And he's like, "Can I come to a read through?" Uh, I was like, "Why do you want to come to a read through?" And I was like, "We'll get you in the show." And he's like, "I'd love that." So I was like, "Right, I'll talk to Martin. I'll talk to them." And he flew himself over from Spain. Lovely. He turned up in Cardiff and was like dressed as a as a uh, you know, it was a Viking. Viking and it was boiling hot. Right? It was the middle of sort of August, baking hot. And we were in... Uh, did he decide the Viking? No, yeah, I decided I was just checking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Did he turn up in his own costume? Uh, no, we had a costume oh, for okay, him. Yeah, good. And then we came in the set and we had, it was one of those awful moments where you've got five minutes. I had this complicated sort of camera that was doing a 360 room. I had a baby that was about to lo- leave the set in five minutes. Oh, I'd run out yeah. of the time with the baby. Yeah. I had Benedict who was basically refusing to come on the set because it was too hot. <laughs> and he's meant to be a lizard. And I had uh, and I had Paul Weller who was like dressed as a Viking, cool as a Cucumber just standing there again. You know what's going on. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Right, Benedict, get in there. Get the baby there. Paul, get on the floor. Martin, yeah. stand there. And we sort Action! Of it off. But anyway, so then I, so I told Mariah that story. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, about Paul, and she was like, great, I'll come over. I'll, I'll do it all. You just let me know where and when. And uh, so, yeah, so she's, Mariah Carey's going to be in the crowd, but she's not going to be in so the crowd. So this is a secret. This okay. is it's a, a secret, special just for the filmmakers podcast, guys. <laughs> Try I mean, and find it, her in about a year a and a half. Scoop. It is a scoop yeah. in those days. I mean, but, she, could, but she could be Diana, Prince so we of Wales. So we had a photo. So you've got a photo of This format's not going to work so well for the podcast. Oh, but wait, it no. will, because if you tell, work well for Giles and I. Tell so people where they can find you on Instagram. Uh, it's just Benjamin Karen. And there's hang the on. picture. Hang on, hang on. Hang on. Uh, no, that, ben, that's a dick pic. That's I can't the... see that one. That's... <laughs> oh, yeah.
Wow, you hey. look so handsome. You do. You look quite dashing. Don't get, don't get, if you zoom you in, I look terrified. And also, you're separating yourself from her cleavage, almost like... Yeah, you're like, look, I'm not getting too close. No, just don't look down. Incredible. But the great thing about it was that we were genuinely having a... What I thought was a very normal conversation. And I... and I Normal for Mariah Carey. My wife was like, Mariah Carey, she's so down to earth. She's such a normal person. At which she sort of just laughed me out of the room. And And then about halfway through the conversation, and one of her entourage came over was like sort of tapping me down was like sort of I'm like what are you doing uh, thinking I don't know maybe I don't have a gun he was like no I'm looking for your phone I'm like right why are you off my phone he's like well I'll take a picture of you. almost it was like an automatic thing to do and I was like I'm like I was like no it's alright and then Mariah was like you don't want a photo with me? I was like, okay, here's the photo. Yeah, yes, <laughs> here's the course, phone. And then, of course, they, they well, not of course, <laughs> I didn't know this, but they took, take a picture and then she's yeah. like, beckons them over and she's like, do it again. Serious. And, I, and then I look at her and I was like, right, Mariah, you've got three takes. You've used one, you've got two left. <laughs> nice. Right. And, then, and then she was like, I love being directed. Yes, I'm like, oh yes. my God, this is nuts. Next music video. Very quickly, uh, what, yeah. what is an interesting Just going into part three now. Part three now. <laughs> <laughs> Just dragging it out. Yeah. yeah. And we're now sponsored by what's that uh, shop called? Your, oh, your tonic. Tonic, tonic, yeah. yeah. Now brought to you by Tonic. Um, what's your, uh, I suppose, etiquette with actors on set and selfies? And uh, you know, mm, uh, okay, that's a really good question. There are no phones on my set. Ah, good. Okay. Oh, and why phones. is that? And for anybody? Uh, because I think you can go off set, and, and I, look, I understand people have to work, and most of the work comes with phones like that. But yeah. I, uh, I just think when you're on set, it's a pet hate of mine. Sure. I think uh, you're there to work. Yeah. Uh, in terms of that space, and we're all there to sort of focus on what mm-hmm. we were trying to do, and yeah. and I just find that technology, the light, the distraction, all that can probably stop prevent people from working at their yeah. best especially a period um, piece as well and the last week of production as well is always yeah. like everyone's lining up their next job so it's always like everyone's like, yeah oh, yeah, so, yeah so it's, no so like anything like that just take it outside yeah. don't do it on set so and when really you say important. offset is it literally like not immediately on the you know well, go in go and do it where I can't go and do it where I can't <laughs> just spill a glass of water yeah <laughs> So off the actual physical set, so it's in the studio, maybe you know, at, 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 along the back somewhere, but yeah. just just away from. Because uh, I follow some of your cast on Instagram, and there is some shots of you know, maybe not on my name them shame, maybe not on your set. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. So there's definitely. I some mean, them, behind the scenes set shots. Uh, there I, might be publicity ones, but there's but on on the actual set itself, or uh, could have been on a rap set. So it, they've wrapped. It's, and moved it's on difficult. They're like, for instance, I'm trying like, to get someone out of trouble. Yeah, yeah maybe. Maybe I'm not, not going to say anything. Go well, they're not in it anymore because yeah, yeah. they're all too. Oh, yeah, they've all got, oh, they've all got fired. <laughs> Surely there might be some flashback moments. Sure, uh, Giles, no one likes maybe. grass. Maybe. I know, <laughs> no, I'm, but I'm getting another scoop. Oh, well done. There's possible bringing people because if you look at the first two seasons, there's often they go back in time. So that's an interesting thing, right? So would it, how do you think that would feel? So I now love we've, it. No, no, but now we've got say we've got Olivia Coleman, yeah. we've got Helen now, and, and 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 then suddenly we are we going to get writers credit for this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, an exec producer credit. But then you know, then if there w- if there were a scene that involved some of the sort of cast from season two, do you think that would be uh, would that be sort of like I don't know two no, worlds like, colliding together and it somehow have you feeling? seen? No. Spend days of future past. <laughs> so you know, very similar. For me, no, I would I, not at all because we've already got used to these characters and we understand how they they are. I know yeah. they look different. Yeah, yeah. So there is that. Come, we go. Oh, they look so different because yeah. we'll get used to the new cast. But I think if you're invested in it, yeah. By season three, I think you've yeah, gone yeah, enough yeah. with it to yeah, know. That's oh, that's good. Is it season characters. one? No, but season. I guess three, it's yes. like James Bond, where you have sort of you know maybe M changes. Yeah. But, you know mm. when it went from sort of Judy Dench to Rafe. 
lines, yeah. and yet he had the same bond. Yeah, yeah. you know, and the. Oh, no, well, that was different because they no, she died. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she okay. died. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. In the earlier ones, though, well, they, sort of did, they did a big right. Q, 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 Q. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Q, Q jumper. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Q jumper. Yeah. <laughs> um, and for me, no, I would I, honestly, I would love it and adore it. It's whether you can get that cast back now because they're all absolutely doing so well. And you are talking team up. So old Philip, young Philip. I don't, they, know, they, I, I don't they know what it is. Fisticuffs. Uh, yeah. Jumping a portal. Yeah. Give me my part back. Doctor, Doctor <laughs> Who style. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure yeah, I don't think style. they should all sort of sta- stand staring at each other. That would be, well, that'd be a good picture, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, that'd be amazing. Um, but yeah, I think it would be great if we could. If if the story was, was uh, felt like it earned that. I think yeah. if yeah. it's just sort of a stunt version then, then no so, but yes. I, I agree yeah. if the story's worth it then yeah, for, I, I, yeah I'm all over it because yeah. I thought Vanessa Kirby was outstanding as well as Clef Boy I mean honestly mm. it's just uh, it's just the little subtleties it was the uh, with the acting performance I've never seen I feel I've never seen something so good where they did so little that a tiny eye twitch or a little blink yeah. or a thing said so much mm. and their relationship was outstanding I guess in, I suppose the wonderful thing about this period is it's all very restrained. That's true as well. Yeah. Actually, you know, I, you know I, I mean, look, I love Vanessa. You know, I genuinely mm. love her. And Matthew, you know, we had the most wonderful creative um, time making those sort of those companion pieces. And yeah. Matt and Claire are just electric together. You know, they're, yeah. they're like sort of brother and sister. And, and, you know, I remember when we were shooting that final episode up in Scotland and oh, yeah. sort of he comes up to yeah, sort of see says, her. And, they, you yeah. know, and, the, and what I loved about that was um, actually my wife, who very very rarely ever gives me any compliments <laughs> at all. Right? I get that too. Yeah, I get that. Not from your wife. It's from my wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But she actually, your wife gives me no, no yeah, compliments. There. I can't believe you're seeing him. He's amazing. <laughs> I love him. Uh, but very rarely. But when they happen, you're like, wow, that's really mm. that's that's yeah. special. And and she gave me a gold star for that that last scene. <laughs> uh, she said that scene uh, was, I think, one of the best scenes I've ever seen you direct. And and performance and writing, all of those things together. She had the silences in the scene. Mm-hmm. She said, I just never ever really see that on sort of television anymore mm. um, and they and they allowed us as an audience to sort of go through this journey in terms of without being sort of told it yes. we were there being drawn into this sort of this you know what that silence was and yeah. what those these amazing performances were thinking and that yeah. that I think is uh, that um, I love look I love two people in a room with a great script I think you can do the most wonderful one of things you know mm-hmm. I think sometimes you can get too lost in the big sort of spectacles sure. and and if they don't have a story in them they're just a big spectacle so yeah. it's, it's kind of mixing those up fine mm-hmm. with an explosion <laughs> Always an explosion. Yeah, yeah. I, I had to do my first. I had to do my first sex scene. Yes, yeah. But your first, my it's very your first, fir- pro- oh. like proper one. Yeah. Um, I, I done because we've a, done loads so together. No, not caught. on camera, Giles. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and come I, to and us I don't tips. know yeah. whether maybe I just haven't had the material, mm. or I've not. No, no, maybe not, have you? Have you Avoided it, yeah. yeah maybe you're really, like prudish. Yeah. No, so in Skins, the episode that, so, but that, that was, like, had, yeah, but, yeah, but that was a kind of comedy sex. Yeah, scene, sure. Right? It's, so it's, it was young, just, yeah. it was a bit silly, yeah. and it was sort of a bit like the uh, uh, that. Um, Oh, what's the one with Carry Emma on Tom- camping. No, no, one with Emma Thompson <laughs> in, and that really the tall guy. Oh, the tall guy. The yeah, tall yeah, guy. It's a really, yeah. really, yeah, it's a yes. great sex scene there where it yeah. sort of plays around with things banging around. So it was yeah. more about that. Yes. Um, but I'd never done a real sort of romantic, I suppose the intimate scene. Erotic. Comedy in that scene helps yes. you shoot it, whereas, yeah. yeah. 100%. You can cut away and you have to see all yeah. of this. Yeah. But this, this sort of uh, matronomia, which was sort of episode seven, that, and it was 1960. So, mm. you know, we'd never shown sex 
up until that point and we mm-hmm. may not again but it felt like it was the 1960s it was sort of the beginning of the sort of sexual liberation and and as a episode you know through tony we can sort of mm-hmm. represent okay. that yep. yeah yeah um and we were really i was really clear that i didn't want to show any royal um boob yeah so with margaret so yeah. that so we i, I can't remember the name there's some beautiful sort of black and white film from the 30s which was all sort of one continuous shot uh, which it didn't end up being. We ended up intercutting the motorbike sequence, and we mm, used this yeah. wonderful score by Max Richter. And and they and I sort of just you know we played. I played the music on set really loud for. for so you, for did lesson. you sort of pre-design the sequence? Yeah, sequence? I mean, as an idea, I wanted it. Was, it all came about basically from "Don't Look Now," watching mm. that uh, you know that amazing Nick Rogue sequence where you know again it's an intimate scene, yep. and they're cutting cross from cross from getting dressed afterwards, sad. And yeah. I thought that was the only scene I've ever watched where I didn't sit there and go, oh, that's a bit awkward for the actors, or yeah. it sort of jumped me out. I, and that's maybe me being prudish, but I, I don't know. I've not met many people who go, oh, I love that great sex scene, or that really, you know. That's very yeah. true. There's a rumour that they actually did have sex in Don't Look Now. There's an yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. I a, think, though, a, any film, I, but every, like, you, Mickey, there's always that, isn't there, when yeah. but people I've, think I've, they have and they haven't, or they, uh, yeah. Nine yeah. songs, there's a rumour they really had I've, sex I've done in those, I don't know. I've when. actually done sex scenes as an actor, and, it, for me, there was no way there was anything happening. It was just, yeah. it was, it was just physically impossible. Yeah. You've got a l- load of men around you, and yeah, you, yeah, yeah, and you've got this, you know, this yeah. crew. You, yeah, I, it was just impossible. So I, maybe they did, maybe they didn't. But for you and yours, it's like yeah. they didn't have sex. Well, well, well the, 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 the the Tony Margaret one was fine because that was like sort of like your two cats sort of pushing each other yeah. around. There was a sort mm. of energy to that, and yeah. we sort of just cut out, you know, and we sort of gracefully do that. Um, and that that shot that sequence was sort of planned. I'd seen you know borrowed from other filmmakers and sort of like mm. that. Um, but the one with sort of Jackie Chan that was that was originally written as just one scene. You know Tony Armstrong Jones has sex with Jackie Chan in multiple mm-hmm. positions around his apartment. You're reading that going, oh mm-hmm. my god, how what, how do I do that without it being exploitative or just for the sake of it? Yeah, so yeah. again, don't look now. I thought, well, if we kind of had something to intercut with, and obviously it was a photo studio, so mm-hmm. we could kind of intercut him doing a photo yes, shoot, thinking clever. about at the time that she'd spent you know they'd been together this connection they had and kind of intercut but not spend too much time seeing the the you know the humpy pumpy yeah um and then the best advice someone gave to me was just think about it as choreography don't don't whatever you do don't just go uh here's we're doing a wide here just go for it for a couple of minutes you know so the, <laughs> yeah. you know that yeah they well, hate that so actually yeah, yeah. so it's you, know, so you have to be again it's like so you know like literally german engineer you go right you're going to stand there you're going to walk down here you're going to put your bottom in his face then for a little bit <laughs> then you're going to come down a bit uh-huh. and put your hands around there and then i'm going to cut so i'm going to do it two shots i'm going to do a wide from here i'm going to do a sort of a slightly <laughs> roving camera here there's a reason I suppose if you're giving them a reason why you're getting those shots and yes. those angles yeah but of... they were I mean they were those that couple were genuinely you know they were uh, she was a prima ballerina they were you know they were very very they had a really strong connection and mm. and, uh, and he you know he was someone who was very intimate with a lot of people <laughs> and very very passionate and yeah. we can't not shy away from that because yeah. that was sort of true to who he was and what was going on mm. at the time um, any bit of advice you could give to young directors starting now? It's turned into part four. Part four. This is now part four. This is a four-part series. Who's our sponsor now? <laughs> Who should it be? Netflix. Netflix, please. Yeah, why not? They could give us money. Uh, that would be really nice. A, a, a small piece of advice. Yes. Small, I'm saying small. Yeah. Just to turn this into part five. Ben, you've just gone on and on. You yeah. Stop talking. Just sum it up. Yeah, just, just, just yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, Recap. <laughs> yeah, finally, if someone was come to you and said they want to be a filmmaker or whatever, they're trying to make the first film. Any Where do I start? Of, yeah, a bit of advice, maybe, or just advice in general. 
I would say work out what you love doing and then work out how to make money from it. Mm. I'd say uh, don't don't get too obsessed about the too early the kind of filmmaking process mm-hmm. and I, I what i mean by that is i think as a filmmaker you need to be passionate about things the actual mechanics of making a film you will learn by making a film but you need to be passionate about um things are in life generally for you as a filmmaker to go in and and want to make those stories so you know why did i do tommy cooper i was obsessed with magic you know yeah, being yeah. a magician um why did I make? Uh, I got to try and think about it. It's not necessarily <laughs> an. Oh, yeah. Why did I make Sam King? That was what yeah, you did. Uh, one of the jobs. Work in the music industry <laughs> with, with me. Job. Uh, but you know, yeah, just find other things that you could be hobbies, passionate about, mm. and and that you know, and that means you know, you necessarily need to go to film school. I'm not saying that's a bad thing to do, but maybe go and study mm. something else, and then and then work out how that then you know uh, that's a subject I love. I'm interested in, and I can make films about that. Mm, yeah, so, yeah. Um, so don't get too caught up in the technical stuff. But you know, look, uh, now there's an iPhone and an iMovie. You should be making you know a movie a week, running around doing that yeah, sort of stuff. But that, we talked about earlier. Steven Soderbergh has just done that with Clever. Yeah, an iPhone, a 15 day shoot on an iPhone, wow. and uh, and it's about to be released now. It's about to released. So yeah. there we go. Um, ben, thank you so much again. I, I, we could talk for ages, and, and actually, we will get you back on for when series three is out, and we'll talk okay. about it then yeah. in Brilliant. detail. It would be okay. like a nice little. Um, special on that Um, remember why you're making films for us this is something that we talk about a bit if it's for love don't get too stressed if you're doing it because you want to earn money then don't get too stressed it's filmmaking although it's ridiculously hard it is a blessing Uh, thank you for your time thank you for listening to us if you enjoyed this please do like share subscribe on iTunes do uh, retweet anything you can on Twitter that's where we're most talkative and most most energy we're most we're just most we're most um uh, you can follow me at giles alderson on twitter you can follow the filmmakers pod at filmmakers pod cj i seemed <coughs> i went just i went to fart i thought i'd go jump right in part. At, no there was no fault uh, okay. at c james direct you can follow him there yes. and uh also on his facebook page as well and he does have a website but he doesn't like to talk about it so <laughs> if you have any questions you want reading out on the show or you want to come on the show your filmmaker you've got a film coming out or a tv series whatever it is then do get in touch and we'd love to have you on being prepared is everything you can make your indie film but know who your audience is and get out there and do it and remember if you're lucky enough to do well and rise up it's your duty to send the elevator back down just as ben has done today yes, ben thank you very much so thanks Thank ben. you. Thank 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 you. Thank